You're listening to the Leaving Inside Out podcast, and I'm your host, Tox Arutari. This is episode 51. Welcome to the Leaving Inside Out podcast, where we believe cultivating the right mindset creates the life you desire. Episode 51 is what to do when the world feels bleak. I feel like I have to say Happy New Year because this is the first podcast recording in 2022 and it's still the first week of February. And I have missed you. I've missed you sounds weird because the podcast is rich, it's enlightening and it is lots of things, but I cannot hear your thoughts. It's not interactive. It hasn't evolved to that point yet, but somehow in an unexplainable way, I have missed you and I've also missed recording Living Inside Out. So welcome back. If this is your first time here, welcome and thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're wondering whether or not this is a monthly podcast, if you notice that, okay, episode 50 was recorded a whole month ago. I assure you it's not a monthly podcast and it's not sporadic either. I've just had a break. I needed to have a break that would usher me into the new year and I am feeling super ready to power on. And if you're here for the 30th or the 40th or 50th or even the 51st time, I get excited when when I say the numbers, the episode numbers, because it signifies growth. It was once upon a time, welcome to episode one and then five, and now we're actually at 51. Thank you for coming back. I am super humbled that you're here. The Leaving Inside Out podcast is a space where we uncover our gifts that have been hidden with limiting beliefs. I guess we could call it a mindset reset space, if you like. My story is simple and I I feel like I have to share a snippet of my story, at least the reason behind this podcast, because I'm aware I have some new listeners It's a simple story, but it's still evolving. It's uh, always evolving, just like yours is. Years ago, I lost everything. We lost all that we had. We, We being my husband and I, and at the time we had three boys. We were also living in the United States, lived here in the UK for much of our adult life up until our 20s. And then were we in our 20s or in our 30s? Anyway, we moved to the United States (laughs) and ran a successful business there. Life was perfect. And then we had to come back to England empty-handed because we lost everything. This was at the start of the Great Recession or in the, I guess, few months into the Great Recession, 2008. Lost everything, came back home empty-handed. And I also came back pregnant with son number four. I share the gory details of that season of my life in the first episode of Living Inside Out, which is called A Perfect Storm, because everything that could possibly go wrong (laughs) went wrong then. Today we have four sons and I'm a nursery interior designer, luxury furniture brand owner, podcast host, business mentor and speaker, and I love life. And I love fried plantain and rice. 
How did I go from rock bottom to where I stand today? Two words, faith and mindset. And I'm also passionate about business. And so Living Inside Out shares my experience as a business owner, navigating life through the world, through the world of business, using my faith and evolving my mindset in the process. So I'm a Christian. I had to find out for myself if the Bible was just a collection of feel-good words or the words were actually true, and I discovered that the words were true. My sentiment at the time, my words to God were, God, it's enough. I will spend the next three days praying to you, talking to you. But if at the end of those three days, I don't see a change in our circumstances, we're done. It wasn't a threat. I just needed to know for myself if God was real. Now, three days later, I found out that he was. And I will share the story. I'm not sure if I've shared it on the podcast before, but I will share it in the future. But it was a, a turning point in my life. And I also needed to get my mind into a space of believing and interpreting spiritual truth so that I could use it in this physical world we live in. That process involved and still involves the frequent stripping away of what I call lies or limiting beliefs or false beliefs. And these don't feel dangerous in any way at all. It's just often what we've always known or assumed to be true. Much of what I learned on the journey and which I'm still very much on is what I share on this podcast. Because if you can learn without going through the hurdles that I did, that will help you overcome your own hurdles because then you don't have to reinvent the wheel and go through unnecessary stress. So that is my hope that that's what Living Inside Out does for you. So I also recently launched my YouTube channel and boy, (laughs) do I salute the YouTubers who do this full time. I've learned so much during that process, especially how our minds work. The way we listen to podcasts is very different from how we watch videos. So head to YouTube forward slash Talks Rotary to catch the first few episodes, one of which is a two-part series where my dear friend Susie and I caught up on lessons that we learned in 2021. And it was such a rich conversation. We talked friendship, love, challenges, divorce, the works. Go and check it out and subscribe and please, please share. The link to all the things, the YouTube channel, my social media handles, anything that I would refer to on today's episodes are in the show notes. So what have you been up to? How has 2022 been for you so far? You know, the great thing about a new year is that it's time and it's seasons But because you're alive and you are actually in control of your own life, you can start afresh anytime. It's a lot easier to align the beginnings of new goals and resolutions to the beginning of the year. But it's not because the new year carries some type of special power that if you don't start off January 1st or the first week of January, then, you know, you've sort of lost an opportunity. That is not true. There are people who believe that the year comes with good things if they say that it comes with good things. And I love the sentiment, you know, the fact that we believe in the power of words and declarations. However, I prefer 
to say that you bring your good things, your gifts and your abilities and your great personality, you are bringing it into the new year. And by the end of 2022, if the year could speak, it would say, hmm, she happened to me or he happened to me. You were here. I want this year to say at the end for me, Tox was here. I see her fingerprints and her mark all over the place. So that's my energy. That's my mindset right now is the realization and the certainty that we are carrying so much within us and we don't need to wait for the year to offer us anything. We are offering our goodness to the world this year. And I hope that inspires you and helps you to reconsider or think about your approach to the way you you deal with new seasons. So I really wanted to wrap up my thoughts on abundance and poverty because that's what the last three episodes have been about. It's been such a passionate topic for me. One, because I can see how simply changing my mindset has affected my physical growth, you know, with regards to my business growth and and just how I do life. It's literally abundance spilling into every part of my life. And the overarching point or thread in the subject of abundance is that it's a mindset. It's not about material things. Material things are a byproduct, if you like, or can be a byproduct because there are people who amass a lot and are uh, spiritually and emotionally in poverty. So I wanted to talk about more in that sense, talk about how to recognize when your mindset is changing from one of lack into abundance and and the differences and all of that stuff. And I will do that hopefully next week. But today I feel led to talk about something completely different because I don't know about you guys, but I'm recording this on the 2nd of February. It is Wednesday. And in the last seven days, there have been reports on the suicides of at least three prominent people in my community, in the black community. Regina King's only son. That one rocked me to my core. I'm a mom and I'm a mom of boys. (laughs) And then there was the mayor of Hyattsville in Maryland. And then just two or so days ago, a former Miss USA who according to reports, seem to have have it all together or have had it all together. And just before I even began preparing for this episode, I read that four people have been arrested in connection with the actor Michael K. Williams' overdose, which happened last year. That's the guy in the wire. Now, let's add to that. All of the seemingly regular deaths and sad news that's just swirling around so much that we are becoming numb to it. I think that beyond becoming numb to it, we're actually living in a state of negative expectation. Now, I pulled out all of that sad news to say that while it may seem like the world is getting darker by the hour, it isn't necessarily the case. Perhaps the bad news might be affecting you like it affected me. It has affected me. I have found myself praying more for my children in areas that I've never really been 
pulled to pray for them regularly about, I find that I am more highly strong, you know, more alert, more anxious. And my expectations began to shift from God's best for me to the world's worst. Expectation is everything. It is what drives us to make the decisions we do. When you expect negativity, you will give up opportunities because they look like threats. And your environment determines what you expect. So by your environment, I mean what your senses are consuming, where you are taking in more bad news than good news. It will redefine your world. That's why you can have two people having the exact experience in life and and they perceive things differently. Obviously, personality comes into it as well. But the way you perceive things and, and what you expect from life and what you're feeding on passively, especially passive information, it actually determines what you're going to expect. If you live in the UK, the conversation is currently around inflation and rising energy costs. I mean, I cannot look at anything without seeing rising energy costs everywhere. The result of being saturated in such a space is the expectation of financial challenges. And all of a sudden, your daily activities will shift from going after your purpose to protecting yourself from financial loss. This shift in the mindset is subtle. It is barely noticeable, but it is there. And I'm not saying you shouldn't watch your money or you should, uh, you know, just pretend or stick your head in the sand like it's not happening. But what I'm saying is that your expectations for success will change to an expectation of lack if you allow that information to saturate your mind, because that is what they have informed you. They've said to you, lack is coming. And then you, you begin to look out for it. I remember when 9-11 happened, we had our two oldest children at the time. One was 23 months and the other was just six months old. We were also in the process of buying our first home. My husband worked in the city at the time. He worked in the financial sector. And when it comes to war, the financial services is always a target. And in particular, because the first plane had hit the World Trade Center Tower one and then the second tower, the government almost built, there was an emergency evacuation of Liverpool Street, Canary Wharf, and really much of central London, since it now appeared that that was what these terrorists were going after. I remember just sitting there with my two little boys in my house. My mother-in-law was with me at the time, and I just wanted my husband to make it home safely. I also remember thinking we should probably stay put. We were not to proceed with buying a home because if the economy tanked and he loses his job, we wouldn't be able to pay the mortgage. And suddenly, standing still became safer than moving forward. And the familiar will always be a place of comfort, which is why so many people know what they want and even how to get there, but the fear of the unknown, the fear of the unknown future stops them. Thankfully, we did move forward <laughs> and we didn't stay stand still, but it was nerve wracking. 
But that's what expecting negativity will do to you. It really is another name for fear. Fear will paralyze you, convincing you that there's a monster out to get you. So it's best that you stay put and stay safe. But here's the truth. Unlike when we were growing up, today we are being informed of all the news from all of the world at all of the time. Unlike three decades ago where you had to tune into the news station or go out and buy a newspaper, <laughs> the news now follows us everywhere we go. Unlike three decades ago where you had to tune into the news station or go out and buy a paper, now the news follows us wherever we go. I didn't go searching for any of the pieces that I read out earlier. I didn't even go to any news website or buy a paper. I was on social media looking at things that were my business, okay? Like my friends' posts or my business pages or fashion, and the news came to me. It showed up when I tried to log into my Yahoo email box. It jumped out at me while I was scrolling on Instagram looking at Tamron Hall's style because she is the best dressed woman on television. Thank you very much. The news showed up when I went onto my Spotify web browser, you know, because once you type in Spotify, Joe Rogan comes up. Joe Rogan is a podcast host, if you don't know, the number one in the world, I believe. But he's also been spreading false news about COVID and some artists have responded by pulling out their music from Spotify. So that is not distressing to me in any way because I just go to Spotify for my music and to listen to podcasts, right? The thing with the news is that it's like a hydra. And so I see India Ari pop up because she's my girl and I read about her and I love her music. And India has pulled out her music and her, her podcast from Spotify. One, because, well, because of Joe Rogan, that was one reason. But it wasn't so much about the COVID misinformation. It was more the fact that he uses racist terms. So I'm like, oh my gosh, so now he's racist too. And, you know, it just seemed like layer upon layer upon layer. Then I read some more and she's unhappy. And a lot of artists have been unhappy for a while for the fact the streaming services like Spotify pay them a pittance for their crafts and they're unhappy. And, and so you find that it feels like everyone's angst and unhappiness and beef and everyone's pain from loss and sickness and everyone's disappointment from failed relationships is coming to us at the same time. Much of the news we're reading today or hearing about are actually not even related to our lives. It's not the sort of news that if we had our way, we'll go out and want to learn about it. But because of the sort of media we have today, i.e. social media, now you are forced to absorb every information, good, bad, ugly, whether you want to or not. And you will be affected unless you take preemptive action. You've got to curate your environment regularly, which will protect you to a certain degree. But then you've also got to fortify your insides. So today I want to share very briefly about three ways in which you can protect yourself from the bleak world and make sure that you are in 
an optimum mindset space so that you can remain productive. Because if you're not being productive, then you're being reactive and you're going to react to what is in your environment. One way that I do that is by filling my mind with the truth of God's word. If you're not a Christian, you'll have to find some truth that you can hold on to, which you believe and is more powerful than what the world is saying today. When your inside is more robust than your outside, you stand a better chance of staying on your path. There is a saying which you may have come across that says that it's not the water around the boat that sinks it, it's the water that gets inside it. So here are three practices to adopt to help you navigate your way out of a negative place. This is after you have done all you can to populate your space with that which is true, that which is good, that which is novel. Number one is affirmations. This is a case of less is more. And what I mean is you don't have to read 10 books to feel fortified. You just need to believe one truth that knocks the lie that's forcing itself into your mind. For example, when my husband was ill with COVID last year, my one scripture was, the enemy prowls around like a lion seeking whom he may devour. I needed to say that repeatedly because I was hearing and visualizing the worst and I couldn't get my mind out of that dark space of just you know, the imagination, it was just so powerful. I was seeing people bringing me food, sending me condolence cards and everything. It was that bad. But I came to understand that that was the roar of the enemy. That's how the devil does. He makes these loud roars and animal-like sounds to frighten you, but he actually cannot touch you. And so my saying that was a reminder that he's not a lion. He's prowling around like a lion. And uh, Jesus was and is still the lion of the tribe of Judah. And so it helps me to dispel the fearful thoughts that I was having during the scariest time of my life. Your affirmation or truth may not seem believable initially because it is often the opposite of what your senses are perceiving. Nonetheless, keep on repeating it. The goal is to saturate your mind with it so that it drowns out the sound or the voice of the lie that you're struggling with. My second tip is to speak to someone if you're feeling overwhelmed by all that's happening around you. Recently, I was facing a challenge and I called a friend to unburden and she laughed it off and said, Talks, you're being way too hard on yourself. And then she began to explain and help me to see things from a completely different perspective. And it had me thinking, okay, it's not that bad. Hmm, I'm actually going the right way. Perspective is the reason why some people will trade the life you're complaining about in a heartbeat. They see what you don't see, while at the same time, they are missing a big picture of their own life. And so when you're in this whole space of bleakness and darkness and heaviness because of either things going on in your own life or things are being made worse by what's going on in the world, 
you want to speak to somebody who can see a different perspective, an area that you're not seeing, because we rarely see the full picture. And my third and final tip is to slow down. <laughs> Two nights ago, I had a dream about an elephant. And when I woke up, I understood exactly what it meant. You know, life is not only about adding, but it's very much about removing. There's a story that I have said probably the most times on this podcast, and it's the one of a man chiseling away at a large rock. And a bunch of kids are watching him curiously over a period of days. And eventually, one of them plucks up the courage to ask, what is that? And he replied, it's an elephant. And all the kids are like, no, it's not. It's a rock. And he goes, it's an elephant. I'm simply removing the parts that are not the elephant from it. And so when I had that elephant dream... I immediately knew that God was saying to me to focus on removing and not adding. So business is growing and things are changing and we're growing as a team and that's all very exciting. But it also means that my role is evolving in the business and there's activities that I now have to carry out which I didn't have to. So I'm currently on the beautiful island of Madeira for a solo break. The plan was to work four hours a day and relax for the rest of the time. I'm here for seven days. It has not happened exactly as I planned. I've been doing a whole lot more work than relaxing, but it's it's getting better. I'm filled with joy at the opportunity to steal away by myself. I am so grateful for my family who told me to go and enjoy myself without feeling guilty. And so my focus when I left home was on all the things I'd do. I'd record X number of podcast episodes. I'll catch up on my writing. I will do my reading. I'll tackle the baby cut shop work. I'll speak with my cousins and my friends who we haven't spoken in a while. I planned to go for a run every day by the ocean have a couple of massages, record some videos for Instagram and Facebook stories, plan my life, pray, talk to God, do all the things. But then when I woke up after my dream, I knew that God was saying to me that life isn't to be improved by adding to what's already there, but it is by removing the excess remove the activities, remove your intentions, remove your conversations. You don't become who God made you to be by doing more. You become more of who he made you to be by removing the things that are, have altered the shape of who you are. In other words, don't walk around or approach life with a lack mindset. Do so with an abundance one. An abundance mindset knows that, what, that they are enough and they don't need to garner and add and hoard. Understand, believe, and accept that you are complete as you are. And if anything, there's too much of excess man-made stuff added on. So shed the weight. Remove the excessive activities. Work on what you have with what you have been given. One final note. God would not have placed you in a fallen world if he thought you could not flourish in it. 
I want to pray for you that as you have listened to this, you will have the courage and the confidence to shed all forms of anxiety and fear of the future. I pray that God breaks down the walls that fear and circumstances have erected around your heart and instead he envelopes your heart with his sweet love. And I pray for a brighter outlook, greater expectations and the boldness to take action so you daily become who you were created to be. Thank you for listening. Remember to share and subscribe and review this podcast and I look forward to talking with you soon.